Hi, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It's our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we'll examine how our past can shape who we are today. We'll talk about why it's so important to look back and allow God to heal us so that our past doesn't control our present or our future. This is going to be good. Let's get going. Okay, so we are talking about our past and the different ways our past can shape who we are. And I think, I mean, I just need to say it up front. Some, some things, there's some things from life that are funny from, you know, when we're younger that really shape who we are today. Honey, do you yes. have anything funny <laughs> that you can remember? Like from you when really put you put me on the spot. I well, you know, I mean, this is, this is how we roll. We've, this is a conversation. I, so wait, so when, uh, is there anything uh, from uh, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you asked me a question. Well, I did, but I wasn't done getting mixed signals it. here, honey. <laughs> what do you want from me? Right. So <laughs> from when you were younger, is there anything, cause not, I want to start with the good here. Anything from your past uh, that's like funny or good that kind of has shaped who you are today that you can oh think my. of. Oh my, that that is a. I mean, funny. I don't know. Like, well, just, my, my sisters that. are going to be really upset at me for sharing Uh-oh. this because I know they listen in. <laughs> They're super fans, super listeners. <laughs> and but I I have a vivid memory of them putting pantyhose over their head and jumping out of my closet. Okay. And scaring me <laughs> like that. That. But how has that shaped your future? Because trem- well, I'm just jumpy now. <laughs> like that. That was the beginning of a jumpy life oh, you know i get i get spooked easily word. but th- i don't know why that that you know came to my came to my mind i mean i do have all sorts of memories you know growing up that that are really good and some that are that are not so good i mean i one of my favorite memories when i was a kid is we had this big old chair we lived in iowa at the time my dad was a church planter and pastor and he so he planted a church in iowa and um i remember in the basement if i, I if i'm remembering right it was in the basement of the house but there was this big chair, kind of like a lazy boy chair, and it looked like somebody had skinned an elephant oh and, and draped, you know, draped this this you know gray Honey, fabric that's, over that. That's always the that's, image imagery oh, that's that comes to mind. Okay. Anyway, so it just had that sort of that look to it, and okay. my dad would sit in that chair and watch Monday Night Football, and as a kid, I would sit in his lap, and I had mm. this matchbox car, and I would you know uh, you know take it and run it along his his arms and you know, into his armpit or shoulder or whatever. And that, that was like one of my favorite mm. memories. That's one of those memories I have of just being a son, mm. you know, sitting on my dad's lap. And it didn't matter what was happening in the world, what was happening around us. I was I was like a, like, I was just, I was a son, you mm. know, and just to sit on my dad's lap and to Aww. enjoy that. That's that's a memory that I have that was really good. And I think, um, and, and very formative. Um, I, but what about you? Aww. Let me let me turn the tables here. What, what are, because you, you and I, are very different. You don't have a lot of memories. Um, I don't remember so, a lot from when I was younger, but I do like th- these are just kind of not, you know, they're just silly examples, I guess. But, you know, like I think about the food that my mom used to make, like pierogies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she, we always, I love pierogies. we had pierogies all the time. And so, like, that's something, you know, I'm, that's something silly, but it really, you know, shapes what I like today or like I think about I started going to U of M football games when I was like two years old and that really you know like I am a diehard Michigan football fan why have we not met coach Harbaugh yet like I I mean you have been going to games since you were two years old 
you we you look for them. You look for them everywhere I in do. Ann Arbor. Let's I do. just Anytime be honest I'm out, here. I'm looking for them. We've passed him on the road before. Well. Um, but anyways, not to, not to hijack your, your story there. <laughs> well, well, there's not much more to tell except for that, you know, I just think it's interesting. We can see, of course, there's many more serious memories that, you know, we can see the things in our past that shape us um, for the good. But we also can see, um, you know, the things that maybe shape us for the bad. And, um, you know, that's, I think, what we kind of want to talk about today, our past comes with hurt. Every single one of us, our past comes with hurt. And we see this in all different ways, whether, you know, it's with our parents, um, whether we had a bad relationship, a good relationship. One of the memories I have, one of my only memories, I guess, from being younger is I remember my dad leaving to go to treatment. He was an alcoholic. And, you know, I guess, you know, it's just interesting to me that's like seared in my memory. Um, now, praise the Lord, he uh, got sober and has been sober ever since. But there was a large part of my childhood where he was an alcoholic. And so, you know, it could be your parents. There was something, there's a memory there. Um, something within your home, family dynamics. Maybe it was friendships um, or rela- any other relationships, Um it could be uh, like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a marriage. I mean, really, it could, there's so much from our past that really can affect our future that comes with a lot of hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think that you, that's why we want to talk about that today mm-hmm. is that you know, as we think about growth, as we think about you know, just being a disciple, a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus, you really can't continue to grow and mature and become holy and righteous without revisiting your past. If you don't mm-hmm. revisit your past, your past will revisit your future. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's so much, I think, that, that God wants to do you know, in us um, that, that requires us going back to sometimes those early years. Whether we that's, don't want to. We don't want to. It's, no. It can be painful. Um, and so it's so important for us, yeah, to go back and to revisit those parts of our past um, and to sometimes experience, you know, healing and forgiveness, um, sometimes to just, you know, have our memories, you know, sort of, um, corrected, go, wait a minute, I don't know that I really remember that. Oh, right. right. I didn't that interpret that the right way. Right. Yeah. And so I think that journey, you know, into our past is mm-hmm. so important when we think about just growing and maturing as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of us that are just walking through our everyday life, um, with these, these issues, these past events, these past realities, uh, kind of bubbling under the surface. And I think at some point... Or just oozing out of this. Right, us. well, I, that's you know, true. I had just a professor of biology, so you don't sometimes sin by choice, you just sin by oozing. Um, and I thought, oh, that's, yeah. you, know, you use the that's, imagery yeah, of, a, of a Nerf ball with water. You just sort of squeeze yeah. the Nerf ball oh, and, the, and water the water comes out. oozes yeah. out. That's what mm-hmm. we do. But you're exactly right. Yeah, and then it, I think what happens is some of us do a really good job of holding that under the surface and holding it together. Um, but there's a point that it eventually begins to interfere. And, and a lot of times it's interfering with our personal, like interior life. We just, you know, maybe exterior, our exterior life, it isn't showing, but eventually it's going to interfere and dominate our lives if we don't, if we don't deal with it. So, so let's talk about why it's, it's so important. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, exactly what you're, you're saying. Like, I think, you know, one of the primary ways, one of the first ways that, that, you know, we really do get shaped or we get formed or we might say get discipled um, is by the relationship we have in our home with our parents. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's such a, an important place to begin as we think about revisiting our past, you know, going back uh, to the way that, that we were shaped or formed 
um, by our parents and our home. And so as you were already kind of talking about, you know, just even asking the question, well, what was my home life like? Mm. Was it volatile? Um, did I feel like I was walking on eggshells all the time? Um, you know, sometimes people come from, from abusive, you know, homes, uh, where there's emotional abuse or physical abuse. Um, you know, sometimes we, you know, we grow up in homes that, um, you know, you, your parents are, are your friend one minute and they're for you one minute and then the mm. next minute they're not. And so you, you, there's just sort of this very unpredictable environment. Mm-hmm. And of course the best case scenario is that, you know, you come from a home where you had a loving, caring parent or, or both parents or, or maybe a, a relative and so depending on what environment you grew up, what your home life was like and what your relationship was like with your parents, I mean, that has a huge impact mm. really on who we are. Yeah, it definitely does. And like you said, I love that so much. If we don't revisit our past, our past will revisit our future. I mean, we, we just, we can't get away from it. We have to deal with it. Um, and, and you were kind of mentioning the different things that can happen in our life and what, why they affect us or how they affect us, I should say. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think, so one of the first things that we had to do when we go back and visit our past is to really look primarily at the relationship we have with our parents or mm. within our home. Mm-hmm. But I think also just looking at like key events mm. or experiences we had, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the most helpful exercises I, I've done over the last year, year and a half was basically just sort of, um, I, I took, you know, 40 different post notes and wrote all of the memories that I could think of, all of the experiences that I could think of on each of those post-it notes. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't assigning any value to them at all. It just were things that I remembered mm-hmm. and began to write them, you know, one uh, one on a post-it note and then began to sort of organize them. Did that happen when I was a child? Did that happen as a teen or a young adult? And So, so it was kind of like a timeline. It, was a time, it, be- mm-hmm. it, it became a timeline. And so you're kind of writing your own story mm-hmm. and you're beginning to, uh, to look at some of those key events or experiences that you remember that shaped you and then beginning to go, okay, well, how did I interpret that? Um, you know, I have a memory when my mom, um, you know, she's in heaven now and I don't think she would be upset. I've shared this story before. I've shared it with her when she was still alive. Um, and, but I have a memory of her one time I picked a bunch of daisies uh, or I'm sorry, um, oh, this is dandelions. kind of a sad story. And it is, it is. But I, I remember picking a bunch of dandelions after church. I was very little and I thought they were, I was just going to give her a yeah, bouquet of flowers. Yeah, they're beautiful flowers. And just a bunch of yellow <laughs> flowers. Little did I know there were weeds. Right, right. And so I, I had, you know, picked a bunch of them after church one day. We had, you know, a ton of these dandelions in the front yard of our church and I picked, you know, probably 30 or 40 of them and gave them to my mom. And I remember later on the Sunday afternoon, I found them in the trash can. Mm. <laughs> and so, it broke your little oh, it was, heart. It was sad. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know that, that I, it meant a whole lot to me at the time, but it, but it obviously as a 40 year old, I remember when I was writing that story several years ago, I was in my mm. early forties, I remembered that and mm-hmm. I interpreted that in a certain way. And so th- that's another example. You just, you go back, not only do you identify what kind of relationship that I had with my parents or what was our home life like, but looking at some of those key events and then the interpretations that you draw from mm-hmm. that, that can tell you a lot. I mean, you get shaped in that, in, in, mm-hmm. in those, in those ways. Yeah. And so I think those are just a, a handful of ways that we can look back. Some of the trauma mm-hmm. maybe we mm-hmm. experienced, 
uh, losses, um, you know, the loss of a family member, an illness. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those things in our past have a way of shaping who we are today. And like you said, we can drag those things right. into the future and they sort of ooze out of us when we don't even realize it. Yeah. And I think those experiences then can affect us in different ways. And this is why it's so important that we that we revisit our past so that we can, you know, rewrite our future, I guess. Um, and I so here's some just some things that I think some ways we can see ourselves affected. Um, every, you know, our identity, we think we have to earn our worth. Um, maybe it's our identity is in what we have, what we do, um, you know, how successful we are. I mean, that's one big way, don't you think? I, I think that's huge. I mean, I think, you know, so much of, of, you know, how we get wounded early on is um, are we lovable? Mm. Um, are are mm-hmm. we accepted? Are we of great value? And mm-hmm. so if if you have dysfunction in your past, which mm-hmm. all of us do to, to some degree, um, if you have dysfunction in your past and you didn't have, a, maybe you didn't grow up in a loving, nurturing environment, um, that's going to be a deep wound for mm-hmm. you. And so you're going to now base your identity or being of value or worth on what you do versus mm-hmm. who you are. And yep. so you're going to try to find that worth either in getting into the right college or having the right degree or living in the right mm-hmm. neighborhood, having a certain size of a house. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts, all sorts of ways that even as adults, we're really looking for um, ways to, to validate us and to cover those deep wounds. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of thinking of these like red flags, you know, yeah. like we should be like, oh, that's a red flag. What is it, you know, from my past that I need to revisit? Um, so like we said, it's, you know, our identity, we're struggling with that. Well, I mean, you look at social media today. I mean, I, I mm. love, I'm, I'm not somebody who, who beats up on, I know there's some Christians that are just anti-social media altogether. I'm, yeah, I'm obviously not we're obviously. not, right. Um, but you do begin to look at that mm-hmm. and go, okay, well, why do I need to post that picture? What is it that I'm really after when I share that Insta mm. story or, or yeah. that on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Um, and so social media has become a a one giant fig leaf um, mm. for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I'm using that biblical imagery of, you know, Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. they, they cover their nakedness. Mm-hmm with fig leaves mm-hmm. and they're, they're really covering up, um, their sin, their dysfunction. Well, they're just, there's, there's um, a struggle, you know, to find worth and identity in that. I think another red flag is just when we are overcome all the time with anxiety, yeah. um, or we overcompensate or we are, we have avoidant behavior where we avoid situations or, you know, if something gets hard, this is my tendency. If something's hard, I'm, definitely an avoider, you know, like, okay, I just got to walk away from that. I can't even handle that. And really that's, that's something probably from my past that's affecting the way I react today. Yeah. Or, or if somebody's a, a perfectionist, mm. you know, I've heard mm-hmm. you know, people talk about that perfection is really a search for divinity. Mm. You know, we're, we're after God, we're after um, perfection and we, we can't get it. And we know that we're imperfect and that bothers us. And so the, the perfectionist is oftentimes driven by, by unresolved wounds. Mm. Um, they're searching for something that only God has. Mm. And so a perfectionist, while on the one hand, there, there's, you know, that, that seems like a great thing, um, that oftentimes is a red flag for a wound mm-hmm. that has not been dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you talk about avoidance, you know, overcompensating mm-hmm. the perfectionist. That's what they're doing. They're overcompensating. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they recognize that there's insufficiencies or weaknesses or imperfection. And so they go beyond what they Mm -hmm. need to, to try to, to try Mm -hmm. to get what only God can give them. Mm -hmm. And And then, yeah, I think another red flag would be, and this seems a little more obvious, but like addiction 
yeah. or compulsive behaviors. I mean, it's there's there is something deeper going on there. You know, I think that's what we need to understand um, when we have people in our lives that are struggling with addiction or, you know, compulsive behaviors of, of some sort. These are unhealed wounds and they're trying to soothe unhealed wounds um, with something that obviously we know will never never bring peace never bring uh, will never soothe them yeah I think you know some of those deep wounds I mean I think there's you know different sort of core wounds that people talk about but uh, you know we've mentioned some of those already but you know some of those core wounds might be that you know I just feel unlovable um, you know I'm unworthy uh, I've experienced rejection um, you, you feel devalued I mean those are just a handful of of, you know, ways that we, you know, sort of express deep wounds that have never been resolved. And so the journey inward or the journey backwards, maybe, you know, looking back at our, we talked mm-hmm. in the last episode mm-hmm. about journeying inward, this whole process of visiting your past. So your past doesn't revisit your future is really very much a part of that journey inward. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important for us to, to get to the wound um, and to have some of those sinful habits and tendencies exposed to us by mm-hmm. God's grace so that we can ask for forgiveness. We can turn from those sins, but we can also confess some of the wounds mm-hmm. and experience, um, God's, God's love. I mean, that's what God is after mm. is reminding us that, that it's okay for us to come out of hiding. We don't have to pretend we don't have to fake it. We don't have to earn mm-hmm. his love or approval, but we are created by him. We're loved by him and by our faith in Jesus, we're fully accepted you know, by him. And that, mm-hmm. that's, nobody can take that away from right. us. We and can to feel live out secure. of that is, right. is such an important um, place to get to that. That's what God is after is helping us know mm-hmm. and really believe at the core of our being that we are his beloved. Mm-hmm. And to live from that place right. now we, is, right. is a healthy uh, place, but we need deep introspection, reflection, you know, to get to that place. Right. And so much of that has to do with revisiting our past. Mm, that's so good. And just, I think it brings such security when we've, when we've kind of revisited and walked through that and, you know, God is, is changing us and bringing healing in that, there is such a security uh, walking forward with that. I, I'm just convinced that everybody needs to revisit their past. Like, mm. I just think it's it's so important that you just, you know, you, you go back and you do some of the hard work and we'll give some practical steps to do that. I cringe. I know I've I've shared this before, but sometimes I just cringe. Uh, who I was, you know, well, yesterday, well, <laughs> or last week. Um, you are okay, or, or five and years ago, ten your, years ago. Okay, but hold on. I feel like I have to stop. Part of your issue that I would, I think that you worked through is you are hard on yourself. That's something from your past, right there. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. Honey, please don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to talk to Dr. Greg about that. But but I know, <laughs> I understand what you mean. And, and that's why I feel like we need to remember to have grace with one another. Yeah. I mean, you just don't understand what people have I mean, grown up in. Right. What, they're walk, what, what they've walked through and how that's affected who they are today. Yeah. And I, I remember just so many times, even growing up, I feel like my parents told me this. And I've we've certainly told our kids this, you know, when like when a child is a bully, there's something bigger going on there. And so we've always told them to have grace with that, with that other child. And I feel like as adults, we need to learn that same principle. We need to have grace with one another because we don't understand, you know, what somebody has walked through or what they're walking through. Yeah. It just gives you, I think it gives you perspective. I mean, again, all of us, you know, we we have different stories and God uses those stories. He Mm -hmm. redeems those stories. Yes. 
and you know by his grace he he transforms us and he takes you know the good and the bad mm-hmm. and and he you know uses that for you know for continuous shape us and mold us and grow us but it does i think it just gives perspective when you begin to realize that that all of us have experienced some dysfunction mm-hmm. from our past and it's sobering as a parent you go boy even as the best parent in the world you're still going to wound your child in, in a variety of ways well yeah that's and true. and apart from god's grace you know they they're not going to turn out like we need god's help and his saving, saving mm-hmm. work in our life and our kids' lives. But it does, it gives you perspective when you just recognize that, that all of us, we get, we sort of get beat up along the way. We get wounded from family members or friends. We interpret things sometimes rightly, sometimes wrongly. And so we just really need to have um, a tremendous amount of grace and patience mm-hmm. with one another as we're continuing to grow in maturity, you mm-hmm. know, towards Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that, you know, as we sort of um, begin to kind of talk about maybe some practical things that we can do really what God is ultimately after in revisiting our past is he wants us to form an identity that's based on him and mm. his love for yes. us. And so, you know, we revisit our past and we explore some of the ways that those relationships have shaped us and formed us. But ultimately it's so that we might experience again, more of God's love and in his acceptance. It's the good news that Jesus really has done something significant for us at Calvary, that the cross really has been a, def- a decisive moment in mm-hmm. our life that we are forgiven, that we're loved, we're accepted. And now we have an identity that's not rooted in my career or my online platform or my friend network or my zip code, but it's rooted in Christ and what he's done mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans chapter eight, um, verses 14 through 17, I think is such an, an important verse because it's really about rooting your life in Christ and, and what the Spirit is is constantly um, saying to us and mm-hmm. wanting to communicate to us. But Paul writes in Romans chapter eight, verses fourteen through seven, uh, fourteen through seventeen. He says, "For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit." that we are God's children. Um, and he goes on to say, now if we are children, then we're also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his mm. glory. And so, you know, one of the things that Paul is saying in that passage is that that God pours out his spirit in our hearts. Mm. And, and one of the primary tasks of the Holy Spirit is to testify that we are a son or a daughter of God. Um, and so the spirit of God is, is always saying to us, you're a son, mm. you're a daughter and reminding us of who we are. Mm. And that's really what Paul will say in Romans chapter five, verse five, that, that God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given us. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, the main jobs of the Holy Spirit in our life is to point us to Jesus mm-hmm. um, as the expression of God's love for us. And so it's so important for us just in a very practical way to to remember to root ourselves our identity in Christ and what he has accomplished for us that we really are the beloved that we're loved by God we're a son or a daughter mm-hmm. of God. You know, I'm thinking about how just the like I mentioned before there's such a security that comes from that and I'm thinking about the listener who is just so desperate to feel that security and that safety um, and also I'm, I'm thinking about the listener who maybe they don't feel that way. Maybe they've kind of revisited their past and they've, there's a, they've been through this, but there's somebody in their life that they don't know how, like, they're like, please, you like, 
to get help would be so good for you. Like, how do you... Well, we're going to talk about practical ways, obviously. How do you tell a friend they need help? Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, because... (laughs) Yeah, no, I I know, but there's so many of us that need to say to a friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want you to get help because we know how life-changing that would be for them. Um, So obviously, because we're moving into the practical, I feel like we should talk about that for just a minute. Like, what can I do when I have a friend who I know is really struggling? Um, maybe they're just really emotionally unhealthy and I don't know how to tell them you really should get some help. It would bring you security and safety. Like you, you know, you've never experienced before. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's a very (laughs) tricky, tricky conversation. And, and, you know, you always want to enter into those kinds of conversations with great humility and grace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I will tell somebody, Hey, who am I to say this or to, to suggest this? Um, and so I think that might even be part of the, the answer is just mm. sharing your own story. Mm, um, and so mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know what, this is how God really changed me. And I was really wrestling with anxiety. I was always so nervous about what other mm. people thought. I realized I'm a people pleaser. Mm. And you know why I'm such a people pleaser? Because I really discovered that, that, I, that I was wounded in this way. And, and these things happened when I was a child. And mm. I've been believing this lie for a number of years. And, and, you know, somebody helped me to really discover that. I can't tell you how transformative Mm. that has been. So sometimes just like in the Christian life, when you're sharing the gospel, just sharing your own story, how helpful that can be in the life of somebody else. And so I think as you're working with a friend or talking with a friend or or family member that you you think might really benefit from some kind of, you know, counseling process Mm -hmm. or uh, process with their pastor is just sharing the ways that that God has revealed that to you. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and I do motivate them to, to do that. Yeah. The impact that we can have by just sharing that and making it normal. You know, making that normal to to need help. We all need help in different ways. Um, But I think also just not being afraid as you're kind of talking, I'm thinking, you know, there are people we have we all have plenty of people that come to us that for advice or for help, you know what I mean? Or for prayer. And I, I mean, maybe that's our opportunity, you know, to gently say, hey, and you probably would really love this counselor that I've been to, or, you know what I mean? I, or it'd be a really good idea for you to go talk to Pastor Pat. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's always, you know, I think we can feel, um, we can have courage in that and that it's really important for the spiritual life. So what can somebody do then the listener that's listening right now that they, they're looking, um, you know, to kind of revisit their past so that they can, um, change the narrative going forward. What practically, obviously we've talked about seeking out counseling. We've talked about that many times in the past. So we'll state that right up front. Of course, you know, seeking out a Christian counselor or your pastor, that's a great place to start. But what are a couple of other, other ways, honey, that, that somebody could kind of, um, work through their past. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you've mentioned, you know, seeking out a Christian counselor or your pastor to help in that process. I think secondly would be, um, you know, just to, to begin intentionally asking God to show you those things, mm, you know, just in your own quiet yes. time, your own, your own, you know, spiritual disciplines as you're spending time with the Lord in prayer and Bible study. I mean, you know, God is so good. He's so gracious to show us things when we're ready. You know, mm-hmm. God is good that he doesn't show us everything. Um, you know, at, at the same time, mm-hmm. people have used that analogy of, a, of an onion. God sort of pulls back one layer mm-hmm. at a time. And so I think just, be, uh, you know, second thing would be just to begin asking God, God, would you show me those areas that maybe I've believed lies or I've been wounded by my past, you know, things that I really need to see so that I can turn those over to you, whether there's sin that I need to confess 
or wounds that I need to ask you to mm-hmm. heal me from. I think thirdly um, would be, you know, we talked about this a little bit already, but beginning to just kind of journal your story. And yes, so, if, that's so good. if just, you know, taking, you know, I would suggest, you know, take, you know, an hour, two hours, get alone somewhere, you know, lock yourself in your bedroom where your kids can't find you or the bathroom, wherever, <laughs> whatever your quiet place is. And, and write out, you know, 10 to 12, you know, life events or memories that you would say have shaped you and begin then kind of filling in the details of, well, okay, and that story that I remember when I was seven, why do I remember that? And mm-hmm. what did I begin to believe about myself or believe about God because of that event? Mm-hmm. And so I think that can be a really, really helpful, um, you know, practice to do as well. And then I think the last thing is, you know, I think as you begin to ask God to show you and to give you eyes to see those things, maybe you're, you're walking with somebody else, a spiritual director, counselor, pastor, maybe you've done the journaling of your life story, but then really beginning to stay alert Mm. to your wounds and to your, your tendencies to, to sin in a particular direction. Mm. You know, Peter talks about that, that, that need for us to stay alert, to be alert because the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, right? First Peter mm. chapter five, verse eight. And I think one of the reasons why we discover our wounds or we, we ought to discover our wounds is we want to get to our wounds so that we can see how the enemy is using our wounds against mm. us. Love that. And so I think really understanding that in this spiritual you know, journey in, in, in the life with God, um, you know, we're, we're to run the race with perseverance, but we're to throw off everything that tangles us, that ensnares us, that, that causes us to stumble, Mm -hmm. whether that's sin or deep wounds. I mean, I think to stay alert to those areas that we're vulnerable, uh, the need for people's approval, um, you know, the need for success, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the strong desire to feel valued or accepted, like to stay alert in a conversation or, Mm in the workplace or in a relationship so that you, you don't get, um, you don't get taken by the enemy. Mm. And so you're staying alert to those things and your own tendencies. You're, you're really guarding mm. your weaknesses and your wounds and your sin. Mm. I love that. Those are all great practical ways um, that you can move forward. And just as a reminder, if we don't revisit our past, our past will revisit our future and we can change that narrative. God can change that narrative. I love that. Well, friend, we are so grateful that you have joined us. If we haven't met, we want to get to know you. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. Also, don't forget everything we talked about will be at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. Again, we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends? It just takes a second and it is a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. Oh, and be sure that you tag us on social media when you do that. We're so grateful for your help in getting the word out. All right, friend. Well, we will chat soon and we hope you have the best week.